Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 168 of this daily study podcast focused on the materials from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We are continuing our Come Follow Me study this week, uh, or beginning I should say, our Come Follow, stu- Come Follow Me study for this week, for June the 15th to June the 21st, covering Alma chapters 13 to 16, Enter into the Rest of the Lord. Now a little bit of context here, because this, as mentioned last week, is really a continuation of what we've been studying up till last week. Um, Alma and Amulek were teaching their, um, the truths uh, which they were teaching about the plan of redemption, and they move into this uh, section about uh, the priesthood, or Alma moves into this section about the priesthood, and about how priesthood ordinances help us receive this redemption through Jesus Christ. And so when you kind of consider the principles we were learning toward the back end of the study last week, and join it to this, it makes a lot more sense why there's this random chapter on priesthood uh, in the teaching that Alma gives to Ammonihah. Now, it's interesting as well, because when you consider, you know, the, the state of the people at Ammonihah, they were not really prepared for, um, you know, a lot of, for, for a lot of change. There were, there were obviously people there that were prepared, and this will be presumably why Alma continues in this vein of teaching about priesthood and the importance of priesthood ordinances. Now, in chapter 13, uh, we begin in verse 1, uh, where he says, And again, my brethren, I would cite your minds forward to the time when the Lord God gave these commandments unto his children. And I would that you should remember that the Lord God ordained priests after his holy order, which was after the order of his son, to teach these things unto the people. Now, um, the manual suggests that you try and identify at least one truth per verse. And I liked that idea, uh, particularly in Alma chapter 1, to, uh, verses 1 to 9. So for me, what is taught in this verse is a couple of things. First of all, that the, um, as the manual suggests, the priesthood is also called the order of God's son. And we know that it was named after Melchizedek um, to reduce the uh, amount of times that we use his, the, the name of the son, uh, the name of God. And so um, there's one thing that we learn in there, but also uh, is that, you know, the Lord God ordained priests. And obviously this was important for the Lord God to do because he valued the life of all his of all God's children uh, we have divinity root, rooted within us uh, President Russell M. Nelson says this quote personal identity is much more than a passport photograph we also have roots and branches divinity is rooted in each of us we all are the work of our creator's hand we are eternal beings in pre-mortal realms we brethren were foreordained for our priesthood responsibilities before the foundation of the world women were prepared that they may bear children and glorify God close quote and obviously, um, I'm not going to talk much about foreordination and the, and um, priesthood service and work today, um, because there is a whole section devoted to that in the manual um, to Alma 13.3. And so we are we are going to skip past Alma 13.3 now, uh, because there's a lot to talk about with that, it's particularly with the um, the study that we did with Sister Jean B. B. Jean B. Bingham's talk yesterday. Uh, and so I want to consider that in relation to this. Um, message as well but there's a lot to consider there's a lot to think about with that however i did just skip past verse two uh, and those priests were ordained after the order of his son in a manner that thereby the people might know in what manner to look forward to his son for redemption now to me this seems to indicate that the the priests that were ordained were done in a way that people could look forward to the savior and so we make reference to the fact that the ordinances everything that happens in the priesthood 
And obviously we're talking about priesthood ordinances specifically here. So we are talking about um, brethren who use the priesthood in those ordinances. These are done in a way to look forward to the Saviour, just like all sacrifices and things that were done with, in the law of Moses were done to look forward to the Saviour. Uh, and so the sacrament, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, temple ordinances, all of these things point toward the Saviour. And I love kind of sitting and pondering over how each ordinance points to the Saviour. I'm not going to do that now because, again, we're almost halfway through our time for this uh, study session today. I want to try to get to verse 9, so let's get a move on. In verse 4, um, it says, And thus they have been called to this holy calling on account of their faith, while others would reject the Spirit of God on account of the hardness of their hearts. Um, so it's clear here, and I love this, that Alma is teaching that there is this opportunity to receive the blessings of the priesthood is available to all. It's something that all of us have the opportunity to have in our lives. But, um, you know, it's something which we have to work at. It's something which we have to try and receive um, and, and do so through our faith. Uh, and faith requires us to act and to do things. Uh, and so that is an important point. Um to help us remember it's an opportunity that is available to all uh, if uh, and everyone is called to it if they they seek to receive it in ether 12 10 there's another similar statement where it says behold it was by faith that they were of old were called after the holy order of god and we know that in this case the holy order it is referring to is the priesthood in verse 5 uh, it says or in fine in the same place they were of the same standing with their brethren thus this holy calling being prepared from the foundation of the world for such as would not harden their hearts being in and through the atonement of the only begotten Son who was prepared. Um, so it's our choices, basically, that, def that define who, are, who we are. Choices that were made in the pre-mortal existence define who we are, but choices that we make here can also define and shape our destiny. Um, and, you know, I think that it's an important point to remember that the choices that we make each day, every minute each day, define who we are. Sometimes there's very insignificant choices that we feel that we make about what to do with our time. But those choices determine who we are and what our character is. Um, George Reynolds and Jan Matson Sajodal said this, quote, In the beginning, all spirits were created equal. There were none more privileged than were others. All were nurtured at the side of our Heavenly Father. All were blessed with the capability of learning. As the spirits grew in the knowledge of that which is just and true, they also grew in their knowledge of the glory of him that created them, close quote. Um, and so we all had this um, opportunity. And so in the priesthood, uh, we, as we seek to serve more, then we are blessed with further insight into the priesthood and how it works. Uh, in verse 6, um, it talks about how those that are called the holy priesthood uh, are to teach the commandments, of, uh, the commandments unto the children of men. So again, you know, a big part of priesthood service. And again, I would link this to not just brethren who hold the priesthood, but also sisters who act in the priesthood as well. Um, they are to teach. Uh, and that's the point is that the priesthood is is a it's not a self-serving role. You know, you, you, you won't see an individual giving themselves a blessing. Uh, you won't see, you know, someone baptizing themselves. Um, of course, there is um, the ins instances where you know, maybe in this home-centred church that we've had through the pandemic, we've been blessing and providing the sacraments, and there's been some question over whether single brethren who hold the priesthood can do that for themselves. But certainly with their families, um, you know, there is the point that the sacrament can be administered to themselves. But outside of that, um, the priesthood requires you to, to serve others. And that's, you know, that is uh, something that we recognise in the priesthood ordinances. 
verse 7, uh, we read about how the authority um, has been given to mankind and it is with, without beginning of days or end of years. It's been prepared from eternity to all eternity. And this is indicating just the power of the priesthood. Uh, and I loved uh, in a podcast I listened to recently, they shared an example by um, Elder Dale G. Renlund in his talk about the Melchizedek priesthood, how the priesthood can be likened to the earth on which we stand. Um, the earth is vast in its size and its magnitude. But if we pick up, you know, some dirt in our hands, we might call it we're, we're holding earth. Uh, and that is, you know, an example of what the priesthood is, is like when we use the priesthood, uh, whether it is in priesthood ordinances or in service in the church, anyone uses the power of the priesthood. Um, it's like we're holding that little part of the earth and saying we're using, you know, the priesthood of God, whereas the priesthood of God is really an entity that is far, far beyond anything we can ever imagine uh, in terms of the magnitude of its size compared to what we have access to. Um, but I just love how it's we are able to use it. It is something which is available in, in our lives now, and it's something we've been blessed with. President Henry B. Eyring said this, quote, One way to respond to such awe-inspiring descriptions of the power of the priesthood is to assume that they do not apply to us. Another way to respond is with, is with soul-searching questions asked in our own hearts, such as, Have I ever felt that the heavens have been opened to me? Would anyone use the phrase ministering of angels to describe my priesthood service? Do I bring the power of godliness into the lives of those I serve? Have I ever broken a mountain, defied an army, broken someone's bands, or subdued worldly powers, even if only figuratively, in order to accomplish God's will? Such introspection always brings a feeling that we could be doing more in the service of the Lord. I hope it also brings you a feeling that you want to do more, a longing to participate more fully in the Lord's miraculous work. Such feelings are the first step toward becoming the kind of men that priesthood service is meant to produce. Close quote. And again, I would liken that to sisters, as we learned yesterday, in serving in the priesthood, in teaching, in serving, in loving, in supporting others around us in the church and outside of the church. That is part of priesthood service. And I just love that quote by President Eyring. Uh, and I think I'll share it on the Facebook group because it is awe-inspiring, but it should inspire us to be more. Um, not in a guilt-ridden way, but in a, a desire to, to be more and to become more like our saviour. Thank you for listening today. I am going to stop it there. Um, uh, if you've been studying this so far, I'd love to hear your insight. It is a very deep chapter, really. Uh, and we are going to continue this, this section to verse 19 tomorrow. So if there's anything that you wish to share with your study, please do so. Uh, you can email session at gmail.com. You can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And of course, um, I'd love to hear any any of your insights. Or if you want to join, if you wish to join on a future podcast episode, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you for listening. And until we meet again.